Hey everyone, welcome back to the Useless Doctors Book Club. I'm Harshini. I'm Pooja. And I'm Sarah. And today for our almost Halloween episode, we bring to you The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. This is a book I chose that's a little bit older than the books that we have been reading for the podcast, but definitely wanted to choose a true horror story. And Sarah will give us a brief summary about the book. Okay, so in this book, we have a doctor who is into um, ghosts and he comes across this uh, house that is rumored to have ghosts and some paranormal activity and he wants to explore the house but he needs help so he sends letters to people who have encountered some type of paranormal activity because he believes that they'll understand his point of view better. And he enlists the help of um, two women, Theodore and Eleanor. (laughs) And they, and then also enlists the help of Luke who is in the family who owns the house and together these four uh honestly they just really live in the house and i i don't i guess try and be scientific about what is happening in the house so harshini would you like to say your opinions about this book no spoilers all right i'm gonna go for it so I really liked this book. I, as I said, I picked this book and I think overall I felt really good about it because it just started off as like, even though I knew it was a horror book, I was like, it's kind of a cozy read, which, you know, might seem like, wait, this is horror, but I feel like of the books that we've been reading recently, there's just been a lot of characters. And I just liked that there, it was a very like straightforward beginning where you heard about Dr. Montague and his, you know, want like his desire to explore Hill House. And then you get a little bit of insight into the three people that Sarah mentioned. And the book does kind of like start off slow and I will say that like it's horror but there's not a ton of like really scary things that happen um but it's also just generally this like creepy vibe that I enjoyed and I definitely feel like out of all the books we've read in October this is this is like the most in the genre that we have come across although I did expect a bit more like scary stuff happening throughout. I still rated this book four out of five stars because there were some things that as like I think were confusing or like I don't know but when I got to the end of the book I was like all right this ending made sense and I think the overall story was very well written and as I said, I just feel like it was just a satisfying book in that way. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed this book and I was happy to read it. I read it on my birthday and it was just like a nice, nice like reading experience for me. <laughs> so Pooja, what did you think? Okay, <laughs> right after you're like, I read this on my birthday. It was a great reading experience. I think I'm going to go um, per usual in the opposite direction. <laughs> um, okay. I gave this book like a 2.5. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. 
So the thing is, I agree with a lot of your points, Harshini. I agree. I first of all, I I this is the first novel I read by Shirley Jackson, but um I think I mentioned this in the last podcast also, but like I really enjoyed her short story The Lottery. Like she is really really good at suspense and like building tension. It's like definitely a thing that I felt like throughout this book was definitely trying to like build suspense, but I think for a horror book I know this is like a very classic like horror novel like this is considered like in like a like you know like super classic novel however I was just bored throughout the book like I didn't it didn't really it wasn't as like fast paced as I normally would expect from like horror or like um a thriller book I know this isn't thriller but like even the other horror books that I've read have been like a little bit even if they start slow like things pick up even more like especially I guess the only other horror prop like proper horror that I've read were um Stephen King novels and then like a couple of like one-off books um and like a lot of them are like slow start you're still kind of like figuring out everything and the ideas like just build suspense and tension and then like things get out ahead I never felt like this book ever like got at that head like I felt like it was just kind of like building towards something and then like never really reached anywhere in my opinion at least I was kind of like a little bit shaky on that um but yeah but I do think that the second half was definitely more interesting to me than the first half um but yeah I think I was just it was it was just too slow for me it was too slow and I was like a little bit I was expecting more tension suspense horror things and I didn't necessarily receive that and for that I'm going to have to give it a 2.5 Sarah what about you okay so I think the book is kind of average so I gave it a three stars um as you all know I don't like thriller books or horror books so I wasn't bound to be a favorite of mine but I don't know. I I I think I'm reverse of Pooja where I liked the beginning and I hated the ending <laughs> or like the second half of the book. I don't know. In the in the end, I don't know if it was because I just wasn't paying attention, but it seemed kind of like a I mean it, it seemed kind of like a I don't know. I don't like the ending. And I think in the beginning, like it, I was like legitimately like a little scared <laughs> because I don't know, I get scared easily, but because if you just imagine yourself in that situation, it's like, oh shit, that's like kind of scary. But then towards the end I was like all right I'm bored like this is not scary to me anymore but maybe I was just not reading it I mean I was reading it in the class I was TAing so I wasn't exactly super focused <laughs> um I I like the the imagery and I feel like she did a good job of like bringing out the characters uh although I was kind of confused about some of the characters like whether they were mean or nice or like what their personality was but maybe I just things went over my head that's entirely possible um yeah I would say I would I guess I also don't like the style it was written in I know I'm lame but I hate <laughs> books that are older that are written in that style <laughs> I just like my modern books that have normal sentences. <laughs> so I would say I would not recommend this book. <laughs> it's not that bad, but I have plenty of other books I'd rather recommend. Well, would you guys recommend the book? Hashini. Okay. Yeah. Um I yeah, I definitely would recommend to I know like I don't know actually I don't know which of my friends who are into reading would actually read horror <laughs> um 
as I said, I feel like a lot of my friends are not fans of thriller or horror, but I would say if you do, like, as, as Pooja said, I feel like it's, it's a slower paced book, but it's a book where personally, like, I think where I really liked it was I'm not a fan of haunted houses or ghost stories or anything like that, but I think it's still was interesting to me so I feel like if you're if you're kind of in the middle of the road there where you're not like maybe like into horror for you know those jump scares kind of horror movie types of feelings and you're also okay with a little a few scary vibes as Sarah mentioned then I think this is a good book for you I also liked that it was short so I feel like I would recommend it to people who are in those categories looking for something like that yeah I think I might like I even though like I didn't necessarily like enjoy this book or like found it a little bit too slow I don't think that it's I would still like recommend it to people because I do think that like there like there are a lot of people who do like more like classic ghost stories or like classic haunted books um, and I know come up, like some of those people would really enjoy this. Um, I'm actually like, even though I didn't necessarily like this plot line, I'm still curious to actually see like the TV show. Um, Cause I know there is like a really popular Netflix show and I don't know if it's like exactly the same or if it's like only based on this or they changed it or anything like that. But I'd still be like curious to see this like in TV or movie format because I actually think it might be more interesting to me um with like the suspense being like very palpable when you see it on screen I think that might be kind of cool so I'm actually like I would still recommend this but I didn't necessarily get on with the with how the whole story played out um but yeah but do you guys have any like you know lasting thoughts before we get into the spoilery section I did want to just respond to that and mention I looked at like the Netflix show because I was like maybe I should low-key just watch this before we even did this podcast but um it's actually based on the family that not even currently owns the house but the one that built the house so like the man I think his name is Hugh that actually built this house and like you get some of that story in the beginning of the book um but I think it kind of draws out like their characters and a storyline there so I definitely think that show would be more like there were there are probably more horror elements than like what was in this book but I also think if you have read that or watched that show, like, I don't know that you would necessarily be like spoiled for this book or anything. So I think, you know, two different, I guess, stories going on there. Interesting. All right, maybe I, it's one of those shows that I like, I don't feel like watching by myself though. But, <laughs> but if, I, if there were like other people, maybe I'd be more inclined to watch it. I know I, I kind of felt confident after reading this book I was like oh I can handle this but then I was like wait if it's about other stuff they they probably you know really made it scary so we'll see I don't know could be a good Halloween move just to give yourself <laughs> horror vibes in, yeah in scare myself by yourself <laughs> scare myself when I live alone <laughs> All right, anything, Sarah, you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I can tell you I will not be watching that show because uh, I'm not trying to not be able to sleep. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Any, any last thoughts before we head over to the spoiler section, guys? No? All right, then. Um, if you're new here, Hi, hello. Um, we are now heading into our spoiler section of the podcast. So if you are interested in reading this book, please pause the podcast here, go read the book and come back um, to hear our final thoughts um, or like our spoilery or thoughts on the spoiler section. Um, but if you uh, have no intention of reading this book, um, feel free to stick around and we'll be heading into the spoiler section. All right. Okay. So I'm going to start us off here with some questions. The biggest question being, 
really what happened? Like, what was, <laughs> really what happened in this book? Um, like I literally, my, my notes were just like, um, dude, I'm so confused. What is going on? This is so mind fuck. Um, and yeah, this is not necessarily the ending. We can talk about the ending separately. I'm really talking about that chunk in the second half where I was confused as to what the point was. Like they're living in this house, the guy's wife and wife's friend also come, Arthur or whatever. They come and then they're just like, you know, like Eleanor's like having all these instances, but like I'm unclear whether people are doing it to her or like she's just there or something. And then like something weird happens and then she ends up like going slash dying um but yeah like thoughts on that like what what went on in the second half i'm really confused i'm yeah just someone explain it to me thank you <laughs> so i think basically i know like i kind of forgot about the parts where the wife comes in i know there was some um what's the word word for ghost kind of things and she was like yeah like supernatural paranormal activity or something yeah yeah it was like some some other word that she used but whatever like she was really trying to like speak to the ghosts and she was like doing these things like it was a classic you know like in the movies you kind of see where there's like a cup and they're like oh the ghost will like move the cup or something like that to you know, show their responses. I kind of forgot about that part. And I don't entirely remember like what happened there. But I think in general, the house, so there's this whole idea that like, the house is alive kind of thing. And like, you um, see throughout the book, a lot of the, like, there's no specific ghosts or anything that the you know, doctor can point to. And I think like, as to your point of the point of the book, I think the doctor was there trying to like, because you you don't really know, even though you hear about like, oh, this house is like, stay away from this house. Like you don't know what's going on there. So he wanted to like, find out what is going on and kind of, you know, just like see for himself and do like, do it scientifically as Sarah put it before. But I think yeah, there's like this idea that the house is kind of alive and trying to like make people do things. And I I read it a lot as like all of these things that were happening were kind of building up to it, like getting into Eleanor's mind. And I don't know, like obviously, you know, fiction novel, like I don't know how this all works, but it didn't seem like there was any specific ghosts of like you know we heard the story of like the sisters that live there and all these people that kind of have been in this house before but I don't think it was necessarily that they were like their ghosts were still around or anything but I think the house itself kind of got into Eleanor's head and was like you know obviously leaving messages and doing all these things and by the end you kind of see how like Eleanor's character changes like I remember this part where she's like talking about Theodora and she's like I want to hit her with that like I want to hit her head with a rock or something and it's just like all these jarring things where you're like wait what um and I think as to your point of confusion I know I'm kind of like jumping around here because it is hard to like tell the whole book but I feel like the um the things that make you confused I I kind of read more about this afterwards and was like this was an actual device I don't know if there's a word for it that Shirley Jackson was using to like kind of jump it it didn't necessarily make sense because like she would just jump in the scene so that something else would be happening and in a movie like it would be very obvious because you would just like jump from place to place or like you know but I think in in a book it's like a little harder to realize but it still has that same effect of like 
unnerving you. And I thought that kind of thing was really cool. Like I was like, wow, I didn't, I don't really know. I don't know if this is like an actual technique that is known, but I thought that was really cool. And yeah, okay, I'm gonna stop talking now. <laughs> I've been talking for a while, but um, I don't know, Sarah, do you have any thoughts there? Yeah, I, um, I, I agree that it was like somehow the house possessed her. And like, I don't know, ingrained in her thoughts or like something like that. And then made her think things that she, and say things and do things that she didn't want to do. I just, I mean, I, I, I was also wondering, like, she hears like kids laughing and stuff like that. So I was like, is it the family before or is it just? the house that's doing that you know I don't know I was unclear on that I also was unclear on why the house chose Eleanor and not any of the other people because I mean I guess she had some self-esteem issues or something so but it's still not super clear why I choose Eleanor yeah, I feel like um, I definitely would think that Eleanor would be the best choice because she definitely, like you see it even in the beginning where she's always so like self-conscious and she's just like, oh, like, is that the right thing to say? Or she's like very aware of, you know, her being very quiet in certain situations. And it was honestly kind of relatable in some ways, or it was like, like all your inner thoughts of like, oh, like, is this, and are people liking me? Is, was that an okay thing to say? You get like into her mind in the beginning too of all of those self-doubts. And so I feel like Theodora was definitely a stronger character and like more sure of herself and everything. Um, and and Luke was also I feel like Luke we didn't get too much in his character but um, he was also like pretty solid like in mind whereas I feel like Eleanor was the most I don't know she also didn't really have anyone else and I think you really saw that like she got very attached to Theodora in a very like kind of creepy way which was just like can I come live with you like after after this is all done and Theodora is like no you should go to your home and she's like oh I don't have a house like I made all that up <laughs> and you're just like okay <laughs> but um yeah, I I think that in that way, like it it made sense. But I will say, like nothing in this book was very like spelled out, and even by the end, like you don't really get clear answers on the house and like why things are the way they are. Which I know I definitely like. I think we all kind of didn't like that in the previous book, but in the genre and the like vibe of this book I don't know I kind of liked it but I also can see how it's not satisfying because like you already know this house is haunted and everything in the beginning it's not like this is a discovery that's made it's like the purpose of them going there so I think it would have been more more satisfying to have an answer to the doctor's experiment but in a way I would argue that Eleanor just being driven crazy is just like okay yeah it's just we should just stay away from this place like people people said that for a reason yeah I, I yeah I guess I can see your point also I I guess I didn't mind too much that there wasn't a whole lot of explanation about like at the end about why this is the way that it is but I didn't mind it, but I think it would be still nice to have. Like, maybe as a second book, you could have, like, I mean, I guess this is what the show does, but, like, in the second book, it could be, like, about the past and why the house has a personality that wants to, like, drive people crazy. Also, how many people, like, were staying there before them? Like, how were none of the other people driven crazy or like 
the person taking care of the house. Maybe it's only vulnerable people that it preys on. Yeah, I, I forget exactly all the stories are like who was in between like the very beginning and them but I definitely think people other people were driven crazy but I think the what's her name the housekeeper person I guess it's like she just goes like during the day it seems like generally okay so I guess she just and she like I think maybe that's like the thing behind her like I'm leaving at whatever one o'clock or whatever and like she has these lines that she keeps repeating of like I'm gonna do this and it's like doesn't actually talk about anything else but maybe that's that's why like she's kind of figured out the time that she's like it's cool to step in the house and you know she's gonna leave before six or seven or anything before things start to go crazy yeah I was also confused that the housekeeper and the doctor's wife had a, like a full-blown conversation where she wasn't saying the same thing over and over again <laughs> it's like hello this personality change was like instant and nothing no reason why yeah yeah through this conversation I like needed to write down notes because I was just having new thoughts I, like I feel like this conversation that, between you two clarified some things for me as to like why I felt the way that I felt about this book um so I'm gonna read my notes to you okay <laughs> so okay the first thing is that so this is something I've said before it's just, like I'm not a huge fan of like magical things or like supernatural things or like the re explanations for why something happened that isn't like necessarily like a natural thing like there it's like I'm not a huge fan of that however there are instances as we've seen in this podcast that like there are instances where I clearly it's not that's not an issue like I do enjoy that in this case I think it was one of those things where I felt like I think I like was expecting there were like certain instances throughout this book where I was expecting like the people to actually be the horror right like the people like who like I was thinking maybe it'll twist where like Eleanor is the one who's getting fooled by all these people around her and all these people around her are like scheming to like fuck with Eleanor or something like that and I was thinking I was like expecting I was like hoping like is that what's gonna happen like are all these people the horror or, like are they the issue um and the whole thing like in the beginning of the book you're sitting there thinking that like the doctor is like inviting all these people right I'm like is he gonna like mass kill them or something like what's gonna happen I was like expecting it to go in certain directions and it's like no no, no. they all like happen to live in like nice little harmony in this in this house and like Eleanor kind of gets like um like experiences things a little bit more viscerally than the rest of them and then like you know, she is kind of like sent away or that sort of thing. I don't know. I was thinking like, I was just, I think it was maybe partially because of the fact that I read the lottery by Shirley Jackson earlier and like that kind of like, in that one, not to spoil anything, but like, there are no paranormal elements in that one, right? So like, I was thinking along those lines in this. So I was just, I don't know. That's one thing. The second thing is that I think when I'm reading about some sort of like horror thing, I like the buildup when people find out that the house is haunted or like the thing is like there's some supernatural element you know like when they come in like not knowing anything and they're all like happy and then you see like the slow deterioration of this like happiness or whatever that I find actually quite interesting because I feel like it's very much like your mind is playing tricks on you you're not sure or whatever in this case it seemed like everyone knew that as you mentioned right everyone knew that you already know that it's haunted like you know this is like a haunted house and like things are going to happen and like every time people are like oh like was that haunted I don't know and then but like you, you they are like already assuming that it's haunted right but I think that is like one thing that I like out of horror books especially like if we're talking about haunted houses or like haunted hotels or whatever but in this case that wasn't the case because like they already had like a sense of this 
the other thing I wanted to like, I actually want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Is like Sarah, you also hinted at this earlier. Characters that you thought were good, but like you're not sure if they're good or not, right? So Theodora and Eleanor's relationship I found to be quite interesting because they started off, right? And I literally had a note when they like began their friendship or whatever. I was like, gosh, I really hope Theodora and Eleanor are good friends. IDK, whenever I read a thriller or horror, I'm suspecting everyone. And I was like, oh. so I was like anticipating, like, is Theodora going to fuck over Eleanor? Is Eleanor going to fuck over Theodora? Like, I don't know what this is. Like, you know, what is their, what's their relationship? And like, they started off being like, kind of like a nice friendship, honestly. Like they like went to the woods or something and they were like hanging out. And then they were like, oh, like they were like having like a really entertaining conversation. And I was like, damn, like, this is like fun. Like, is this going to be like a fun book or whatever? Like, I don't know. And then like something happened I don't really remember what, but like suddenly their relationship seems to change so fast. Like there's this one instance where like there's like chalk or something and like saying like Eleanor help me or something like that. And then like Eleanor thinks it's Theodora and then like Theodora is kind of like joking about it. And she's like, did Eleanor just do this for attention? Like she's always trying to get attention or something. Then I was like, I think that also was one of the things where I was thinking like maybe the horror is the people. The people are trying to like screw with each other or something like that. Um, but yeah, but like Theodora and Eleanor's relationship, Ashni, I know you mentioned like the thing where like Eleanor was like, I'm going to like bash you over, like I'm going to kill her or something. I literally wrote down the line where literally she says, I would like to watch her dying, Eleanor thought and smiled back. And she's like talking to Theodora and she smiles at her and she goes, don't be silly. Like, it's fine. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, she's crazy. Um, but yeah, Theodora and Eleanor, what are your thoughts, guys? Yeah, that's what I was alluding to during my review. Like their relationship doesn't make any sense to me because one point they're like best friends. Like in the beginning, I was like, this is cute. We got another friendship goals going on. Like I'm here for this. And then all of a sudden, like, I feel like Theo is so mean to Eleanor. And I was just like, where is this coming from? Like, I feel like it was a complete 180. And then like, like when it was, I think in Chalk, it was actually Eleanor come home or maybe Eleanor need help. I don't know. Either way, it, it, it would, they were like uh, rationalized being mean to keep her mind off the fact that her name was on the house. And I was like, oh, that's actually nice-ish in a way <laughs> but then but then she started being mean in situations where she like there's no rationalization for how mean she was and I was just like I I don't understand like there was no reasoning for this at all except I mean, for wait what what are you talking about with the mean stuff I honestly don't remember well, I but feel like so people, mean to her. Yeah, like she, I thought it was about the guy though. Like I personally thought I was like, oh my god, are they arguing over this Luke dude? Because in the beginning, like Theodora is all like, oh Eleanor, Luke is in love with you, blah blah blah, whatever. And then Luke and Theodora start hanging out more, and then Eleanor is like, feels like she's third wheeling them. And then like Theodora is like, oh like Eleanor, she's always wanting attention, like you know, like this bitch, like she's like you know. She has to do this, I guess, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. She's just like, po they're all like poking fun at her and it makes her feel kind of like isolated, right? But then I thought it was because Theodora was jealous that maybe Luke liked her, but I feel like Luke liked Theodora more than he liked Eleanor anyway. So maybe it wasn't about a boy. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, I, I like Theo was mean, like, she yeah like we just said she was she would always say that like Eleanor's looking for attention like she she did all this like when when they went in uh Theo's room and there was like red blood or paint or whatever it was everywhere like Theo blamed Eleanor was like hysterical about it and like being so mean to Eleanor when like why would Eleanor ever do that and I don't know, there were so many times where I was just like, this poor person is like being bullied right now. <laughs> I felt so bad. Okay, I definitely, yeah, I feel like this was, I don't know. I 
I guess like I don't know I read this like a few days ago and I'm just like I don't remember how much I was paying attention to that part maybe that part was like I was getting distracted by other things but um yeah I don't remember that exact like her being mean to her during then but I I thought like all those other things that you mentioned about like oh Eleanor you're just looking for attention I thought it was more like the poking fun kind of thing so I don't know exactly what yeah maybe I don't know I guess yeah I feel like Luke is definitely a potential possibility for the like meanness but yeah I, I don't know why she would think that Eleanor was the one who did that that like also doesn't make sense to me but um maybe she was just like oh yeah Eleanor is trying to fuck with me like and suspicious of her but to your earlier point Pooja I don't know I kind of I can see where you're coming from in terms of like as people who want to rationalize things like you want to think it's the people doing it but at the same time I feel like in the context of this book it wouldn't really make sense because like in this book the house is making Eleanor change in that way but like she it's not like there were other people who went through like the haunted house stuff and these same people weren't involved so I feel like it wouldn't make as much sense to like really have it all be tied to the specific people but I don't know the part that I was like very like oh my god was so I think one of the scariest parts for me was this this part where sometime at night I think like they hear knocking on their doors and like people laughing and like it's like oh someone's trying to get in and they're like it's like knocking on other people <laughs> I feel like I'm scaring Sarah <laughs> they're like knocking on other people's doors and then they get to like Theo's door and Eleanor and Theo are like kind of huddled together like telling them to go away all that right and then towards the end of the book you see Eleanor do that same thing like she's the one who like knocks on the doors and is laughing and it's like whoa like I don't know I thought that part was like very cool because I was just like I don't know it just it was a cool thing that like was connected there again I don't I don't fully understand like why and how the house is doing this and like driving people mad but I just I I found that part really fun <laughs> yeah that part and then there's this one part where like Eleanor thinks she's like holding Theodora's hand and talking to her and then she realizes Theodora's on the other side and then she's like whose hand was I holding now I was like god damn it <laughs> like what the hell but yeah that part also I was like genuinely creeped out by now it's like this is why I wanted to see the movie like I was like if there if I could visualize this like I would see it like you'll see how like creepy this is um but yeah but okay I had another thought on this other thing right at the like this is also about the end sorry we're like really in the second half of this book but at the end there's like this whole moment where like Eleanor seems to have like reached this point where she has like lost touch with reality almost and she's like trying to run away I think or no is she trying to run away She's trying to do something. I for, I actually forgot. But it's like after she like knocks on everyone's doors and that sort of thing. And she's like, she puts herself in a very like dangerous situation. Yeah, I, I think she like goes up to the, yeah, I think she goes up to the like, I forget where, like it's like a little tower kind of place where right. someone like committed suicide, suicide. before, yeah. I think. Yeah. And she, she was basically about to kill herself. Yeah, yeah. So she's up there, but then like, but it seems like she's not necessarily like con like conscious of what she's doing per se, right? She's just kind of like doing something, and then like everyone's like, "Oh, please come down, please come down." And Luke actually goes to try to like save her and everything, but like he's like so mean about saving her. Also, like he's just like, "Oh, you're such an idiot! Like, why am I doing this? Like, you're putting me in danger! Like, I can't believe I have to do this." It's like he's like begrudgingly going to save her and I'm like this is what I'm saying like why are they so mean to her anyway so they like go and like try to save her but like but like she ends up coming down by herself 
also like after he goes up he she kind of like figure like comes down by herself and everyone's like oh you know we're glad like you know I'm glad you're safe or whatever um but yeah but then afterwards they're like really convincing her to go they're convincing her to leave they're like you need to leave now like I so like I kind of interpreted this as like she's kind of becoming dangerous to herself and like that's why they want her to leave even though like she really doesn't have anywhere to go per se but I just thought it was so weird this is like another thing I was thinking of like are they doing something like are they in on it like what is you know but yeah curious to hear both of your thoughts on this I I read it definitely more as like the house is affecting her like I think they are aware that like this is the house like doing things to her and she's the one who like I think they realize that she's been you know kind of targeted because of like all the messages that were specifically to her and stuff like that so I think they were trying to get her away from the house they're like this is not safe for you anymore and I think it was kind of to the point where like, I, I'm pretty sure during that time, Dr. Montague was saying like, this was a mistake. I shouldn't have done this. Like this was really dumb of me to like put these people in danger because like, you know, obviously she almost killed herself. And then I was thinking like, they, I don't think they really realized this because A, like, I don't think they realized she had nowhere to go because I think they called her sister like I think Dr. Montague called her sister and her sister was like oh yeah she took my car which is the whole thing in like the very beginning um so like they knew she had a place to go and as I said before Eleanor thought because or Theo thought because Eleanor convinced her like she had this like own house to herself but anyway I feel like they were just trying to get her away from Hill House but then I remember there was a part in one of the other backstories where it's like like that you can't you can't go far from Hill House or something like I think something very similar happened to someone else who was living in Hill House where they killed themselves like right as they were trying to leave and the same thing happens to Eleanor where she like you can tell she's not really wanting to do this at the very end. She's like, what am I doing? But she crashes her car into a tree. And they also convince whoever the friend guy, like the helper dude that the wife brought, um, they're like, oh no, he shouldn't go with her. For some reason, I feel like they were like, she should go the way she came or something like that. I don't know. But I also think like it could have definitely been possible even if he was there that it's like it's just the house's like <laughs> intention to have her die so I think that would have happened anyway but yeah yeah I um I feel like it was yeah only the house because like they were trying to get her away from the house because it was clearly doing something to her. And I think she would have died no matter what because the house wanted her to stay because it was like, you belong to me now or something like that. So I think, yeah, I think everything that happened was entirely due to the house and not because of the people that were in the house this house man what a whack story anyway um so I don't know do you guys have any other kind of like things you want to talk about about this house so something I was gonna well I had two things, but one of the things I kind of like don't fully, have, I don't know if you guys like picked up on it, but we'll start with the other one. So I more towards the beginning of the book, I did think back before everything went to shit, like even, even the relationship among the four was like very cute. They're like, oh, we're becoming this little family. And like, you get Eleanor's perspective of like, oh my God, I'm like, part of something and you're like wow this is so nice for this poor girl who like definitely does not have any friends or anyone 
Okay, wait, sorry to interrupt, but that always happens before something bad happens. <laughs> like it's always good. That's how you know. Like as soon as it becomes like really nice and people are like, oh, life is perfect. Bam, shit hits the fan every single time. Okay, I just want to say that. Please go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess that was the thing there. But yeah, I don't know. For me, like I kind of liked that it built up. Like even though like Pooja said was said before like it, it was slow in the beginning like it was pretty slow throughout but I feel like I enjoyed that because you got to see more of like how they come together and something I was thinking of after I finished the book was like yeah I feel like some horror movies and stuff even like I haven't read a lot of horror books but movies where you're like all of a sudden like stuff is happening and people are dying but it's like I don't even like, of course I care when people die, but like, I don't really know this character, you know, like who cares? Like, obviously the other characters are like, wow, but like, you know, you need to like develop some sort of attachment to the characters, I think, to really like feel invested in what's going on. So I did like that build up. And I also, I don't know, I was just like, because they knew everything was like bad, they tried to do like a buddy system and always like, kind of like, Talk, like walk with each other around the house and the house was so big and like weird to navigate they didn't even know where they were going but I don't know like that's what I mean when I was like oh this was just so like comforting because <laughs> I just found the beginning so comforting because I, I just felt like this is nice because they're in this like big house like I could imagine myself in that situation of like oh like this is just like a weird situation and like you don't know what's going to happen you're scared but then you have a buddy <laughs> it's just so nice <laughs> dude that I think that's why I like the first half of the book better <laughs> because I was like this is cute and wholesome but you know I like don't understand okay you know how there was that banging on the door and then when Eleanor and Theo were in a room and they were like yeah there was the banging on the door and then like that night they like all drank brandy together and talked about it and then the next morning they were all like super like insanely happy and I I don't know. It was so weird. I'd be like, first of all, if I was up all night, I would not be happy. And second of all, like, um, why? If I was scared shitless during the night, I also would not be happy. Dude, it's the house. The house just fucks with your emotions. Like, you're just so confused. You don't know like how you feel. You're delirious all the time. And like, even if you don't sleep all night, it's okay. But I also think, you know, like human nature wise, if you don't sleep all night, you know how some people are just running on adrenaline. They're like always energized, even if they haven't slept. So I'm like, maybe it's one of those things. Maybe they were just like, so like hyped up on adrenaline because they just they didn't sleep and they had like a really scary encounter the night before and like that's why yeah that could be <laughs> well like going yeah but like going back to the first half I do it like I was thinking about this I was like if this book was just about like these for people's relationships like them getting to know each other and then like their relationships slowly like like turning against one of the other like all three of them turning against Eleanor like if the if the entire book was just about those that entire thing I would definitely would have I, I think I would have enjoyed it <laughs> Bro, what is your like obsession with people turning? Against no, it's not that. You thought that they were turning it's, against. I love okay the people. I clearly you think that people are the evilest things in the world. And dude, they okay. Listen, people are the greatest, but also the worst. You know what I'm saying? Like they are the best, but also the worst. I feel like you were just expecting the lottery and then 
dude you were okay. just like when is the lottery happening i won i yeah uh, basically i was kind of like oh are all the uh, towards the end when they were pushing out eleanor i was like is this the time where it's happening like is this is this when the lottery is gonna start oh my god <laughs> but i genuinely i genuinely think that like in my, again, this is, I think this is just like a personal horror preference then. It's like, I love it when like people are the horror, like when people like, like are the worst part of the situation. Like they just make everything worse or they, and like they, they I also love stories where like people are the best things, right? Like everything's going to shit, but like the people are the things that are like, or the people, the people are like the ones holding it all together. But I, I do think that like, hold on wait where were we going with this we were talking about the four people in the beginning okay yeah I genuinely think that like I love books that like even if they don't necessarily have much of a plot but if the characters are interesting enough they can like carry the entire plot for me and in this case there were so many interesting characters I just wanted more from them though like I wanted more about like why Theodora was acting like the way that she was like towards Eleanor like I wanted Luke's motivation as to like why he was even there really like I know he's like part of the family but like they never really give that much of an explanation as to why he's there they say like oh like he's trying to convince someone to like sell it or maybe not sell it or something something about selling the house but like and then like James like the John Montague the guy like first of all what's the relationship between him and his wife and his wife is with some other man named Arthur. Like, then I'm like, <laughs> I was like, uh, this is, really seems like her second man. Yeah. dude, like, this dude up to another level. And her, her husband, she's like, you're awful. You're stupid. How did you not do more work while I was gone? I was yeah. like, poor man. I know like she's like all like this man went and lived in this random house and she shows up with another dude and her excuse is like oh I didn't want to come alone so I brought this very accomplished man that I clearly like <laughs> with me to this to your science experiment of a house and I was like I don't really like there was one part where I genuinely thought like she and Arthur slept in the same room like I was like, I, cause like there, they were, she was like, she was like, okay, I'm going to go to bed now. Come on, Arthur. And I was like, is she, are they together? But I'm like, isn't she married to that dude? I don't know. I was confused, but I was also like, I don't know, you know, people, people open relationship. Maybe you never know these things. So yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like maybe Montague wasn't, didn't agree to that, but the wife was just like, yep, no, this is happening. <laughs> it's the way it is. You're not cutting it. So it is how it is sometimes. But um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was I like also remember this other thing, like repeating line throughout the book that Eleanor always mentions, journeys end when lovers meet, I think. I was trying to think about like how that kind of tied into like how the book ended but I also wanted to bring up like some some article helps me with this or some other person on the internet helped me with this like this idea of themes of like mothers because I don't think we have brought up yet that she her mother died recently and in the beginning it kind of seems like she was like now that my mother died, the only person I hate in the world is my sister. <laughs> it's just like, okay, she hates her mom and her sister. But I think like, you know, she definitely was taking care of her mom for a while. I think she was sick. And parts of like the scary things that happened to her are because she like thinks like her mom is calling her or something. And she's like kind of deluded into, into thinking things with her mom I feel like the house uses that against her and then there's also this theme of like lovers where I think honestly like and I think you know whatever I read kind of was talking about it's not even like she's really going for Luke but she's really actually kind of going for Theodora and more of that like friendship kind of like I really need to be friends with you and we need to like be together in that way and I was just like 
yeah, it was, it was, I don't know, but there are like, I think those were kinds of the things that the house was using, but I was curious if you guys had thoughts on that. I mean, the, the quote journeys end when lovers meet, I thought, so like, that is like, I think that's like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I forget like the first instance she uses it in, but in my head, like that is like the ending of almost all like romance novels, right? Like the entire point that like at the end of the novel, like it's, it, it's irrelevant. Like the, like the, there, what happens after they meet or like back to, after they unite or whatever is like, that doesn't matter anymore because like the whole point of the book is like us journeying to find whatever they need and like whenever they get together and then we don't care anymore after that so I feel like that's like very common in books and movies and that sort of thing and that's like a very common trope so I thought like I remember she uses it very specifically when the first time she sees Luke though like the first time she sees Luke Eleanor is like journeys end when lovers meet and it's like oh and I, that's why I was like thinking like oh is she like is she and Luke like is that going to be a thing because like she mentioned this thing but then she keeps mentioning it throughout the book and I'm just like confused as to like what its original meaning was and like what it has transitioned to and I think I agree with you where it's like uh she kind of like uses it with um Theodora even though I'm not necessarily sure if that was romantic or not but like it might have been actually because like they do have like a very odd not odd they have like an instantaneous connection but then it also turns into like instantaneous hatred which is why I think it's odd <laughs> because it's like she hates her but then she's also like can I come live with you <laughs> so it's I don't know it's just like very I, I definitely think that's like an interesting thing to bring up like I definitely think it is a theme but I think a lot of it probably went over my head and I wasn't able to like understand it clearly but I do think I am I'm now interested in like looking more up into that though I'm interested in looking up a lot of the other themes also in the book because I feel yeah. like maybe it'll make me appreciate this more because I know it's a classic for a reason you know Shirley Jackson's an icon I feel like I need to appreciate her more. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe, maybe you'll like her other books that might not exactly be about like haunted, haunted things. I was thinking that other book, We Have Always Lived in the Castle. I'm like, well, that's also a classic horror book, but like, is it about a haunted house? I don't know. Maybe, maybe the people are the worst part in that one. <laughs> that'll satisfy your needs but okay this is what I just thought of guys here here out my interpretation of this so I think that the house is like so I I don't know I'm gonna use this like kind of explanation like for for what the house is like you know how like things like eat souls sometimes like I don't know if that's what the house is doing did you just ask me do you know how things eat souls sometimes you know some like okay I know you know really? a lot of this. like I'm talking like monsters like Harry Potter like whatever oh, that, um, okay yeah like stuff you don't know Pooja <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm thinking that the house is kind of like that and, and I think the house like wants Eleanor and it's kind of like this line is used continuously and maybe the house kind of turns I don't know exactly if if it turns Theo against Eleanor but it turns Eleanor against Theo because I definitely think like her thoughts about Eleanor or sorry Eleanor's thoughts about Theo of like oh I want to like hit her I want her to die definitely the house but maybe it's like yeah I I don't want you to like become friends with Theo and like have a happy life with Theo I want to keep you here by yourself so that's why it's like once I kill you then you're trapped here in this like house in this like environment and then that's when the journey ends but yeah that's my that's my theory yeah, that could be because I think actually the first time she said it was when she was like, this is an ugly house. I don't feel like being here. And then she was like, well, the journey ends when lover me, which is like, I don't know if I saw a scary looking house, 
and I was there because some random dude sent me a letter. That would not be comforting words to me, but to each their own. <laughs> I I could see it being because of the house. Like, uh, I guess her and the house are lovers. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> it's so weird though. Yeah, yeah. It's like weird concept. And it's not fully explained, but I definitely think that like Eleanor come home and like getting getting her to kill herself is like very like your your spirit will be trapped here. You know, that's the only way like you'll actually stay here forever. That's the journey has ended when Eleanor's soul unites with the soul of the house. They are the lovers. And wow. Great observation, Harshdu. 10 out of 10. <laughs> okay, wait, sorry. I'm going to throw out a book recommendation here. Oh, uh, it's going to be a little life. No, <laughs> surprise, surprise. It's not going to be a little life. So, okay. So I'm, after reading this book, I have like noticed like other horror books that I've read definitely like pull from themes in this book. So one book I do think that I think, Harshini, you, I think would definitely like this. Sarah, I'm not really sure if you're too chicken to read this. Hey, <laughs> it's actually not that scary. It's not that scary at all. Um, but it's like, it does build up like suspense and tension and the vibe is really strong, very similar to how this book, like the vibe in this book is like pretty strong in the beginning also. But it's The Death of Mrs. Westaway by Ruth Ware. And uh yeah, I won't get, I won't delve into that's, we can cover that in a different podcast one day, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, but like the vibe is like a woman gets a letter about a house and she ends up going and it's like spooky vibes, but the tension and the suspense, I feel like is so good in that book. Um, very similar. And I, de- I can see after reading this book, I can see how like a lot of the elements were pulled from this book into that one. But that one was also like, I, that one I finished in a day. Cause I was like, damn, what is this? But guys, check it out if you're interested, but yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts, comments, pressing things that we need to chat about? No. All right then. Okay. So what are we reading for next week? Sarah. Next week, we are reading uh, one of my favorite books that is super fucked up, but um, I don't know. I think it's still a really good book, <laughs> and I rave about it too much, and it's called Kafka on the Shore by Haruki Murakami, and yeah, it's He's a Japanese author, and I don't know. It's such a messed up book, but I really like how he ties things together. Um, yeah, I'm excited for us to chat about it because I never shut up about it. It's like Pooja and her a little life. <laughs> yeah, this will be a special for our 10th episode because I have not read this book, but Pooja and Sarah have. Pooja, so, like, no surprise, has a different opinion than Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, I recommended Sarah read this book, okay? Wait, uh, I thought... You remember... You- yeah, did you read it before you recommended it? No, no, no. Remember, I bought the book and then I was like, oh, I need to read this book. And then I was like, Sarah, oh, yeah. you also want to read this book? Because <laughs> I have to read this book anyway. But yeah, so. Okay, so it's it's like recommended, but like you haven't actually, you didn't read the book before recommended. No, no, we, yeah, we read it together and then we had very different opinions about it. But like, Harshni, you're going to serve as our tiebreaker. <laughs> I mean, Harshini always sides with me, so I think Listen, I got the best. Yeah, okay, you know what? You might get surprised this time. <laughs> I, yeah, I will agree because it's very. It's, it's weird. a different kind of. Yeah, I don't know if you like weird Harshini. Yeah, I don't know how weird this might be for you. That's what I'm saying. 
it is it's like a yeah. very different vibe i think it's going to be a very different type of book that we've read any like compared to any book that we've read thus far i think it's like in its own league of weird um but yeah i'm curious to see and the thing is okay that being said this is not a bad book like i did not think this was bad at, at all i really enjoyed his writing but we'll have more of the discussion next week though let's let's save something for next week okay all right any other thoughts comments suggestions guys all right then well thank you all for listening um and we will catch you next week with kafka on the shore by haruki murakami Bye. Goodbye. Bye.